You're listening to episode 53 of the Fuel Your Fire podcast with your host, Liz Heron. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Fuel Your Fire podcast. I'm Liz Heron, ex-corporate marketing executive turned burnout coach. It wasn't that long ago that I was a burnt out, overwhelmed, anxiety-ridden perfectionist trying to juggle all the things. Fast forward to today, where I help listeners and clients to ditch their people-pleasing ways, say yes to the things that light them up so they can live a life without burnout. I created this podcast to help you recognize the signs of burnout and give you real-world, tangible action items and inspiration to fuel the fire inside you. If you are overwhelmed, exhausted, and ready to reclaim your flame, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Fuel Your Fire podcast. As always, I'm your host, Liz Heron, and I'm so excited to be here with you today because I'm talking about something that's very timely. (laughs) And I love when things happen where I'm either, I've got an idea for a show topic, um, but I'm not quite sure like how to tackle it or what to say about it. And then something will happen in my life that I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> now I see it. Now I've got my way in. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, you know, a big component of burnout is not having your own back, right? I've said that before, and you're going to hear me say it a lot as we move forward, right? It's just not standing up for what you want and for what you need, right? And so we wind up saying yes when we mean no. We do a lot of people pleasing, right? There's a lot of trying to prove ourselves, right? All these things where we're not being supportive of ourselves, not having our own back. And that, um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, that came up this week because one of the things that, right, people pleasers, perfectionists, people who either are in burnout or who are on their way, right, recovering, one of the things that we need to do is to ask for what we need, ask for help, right? And sometimes we don't do that. We think we can do it ourselves. It's on us to do it. No one can do it right. Um, What else? Like there's all those thoughts that come up about we're the ones who have to do it. And listen, there's definitely societal pressures for that, right? Where it's like, if you're a mom, there's this like expectation, whether spoken or unspoken, that there's certain things that you're going to have to take care of, right? Like it's just going to have to fall on you. You're the one who knows how to do it. You're the one who is the best at it, right? Like all those things, and whether those are true or not, right? We can definitely explore, but there's this idea, right? That we've got to do it all. And we've got to be the ones to, um, you know, do the meal planning or do, um, you know, you know, cleaning up the house or even, you know, make the chore chart. Just this idea that like, even if we want something done, we've got to like delegate it. We've got to like dictate, right. Or guide how it's going to be done instead of kind of letting some of that go. And so this definitely came up for me this week in that, you know, we now are in a bigger place. Um, we've blended our families. It's kind of, you know, I used to have the rules at my place and Tyler used to have the rules at his place and, you know, they'd kind of, you know, they might kind of bleed over like, Oh, if the kids were over at my place, this was the way things were done. Right. But like, 
we didn't really have set, you know, a really consistent thing across both homes. So now that we're in one home, um, the kids have their own space. It's definitely, there's definitely more space and it's, um, it's kind of been a challenge to kind of keep things orderly. And I'm laughing because I definitely know that like, that's where my control comes from, right? It's like, oh, if I can kind of just keep, keep these little things neat and orderly. And we joke that, um, if you've seen the movie Wally, there's this little robot who, um, I don't know what the name of the robot is, but he kind of goes around cleaning things and, you know, he just kind of says like foreign contaminant, foreign contaminant, and he just scrubs things clean. And <laughs> that's kind of me. I can admit that. Like I'm the one that's like, what, what is this? Oh, oh, oh there's crumbs. And that reared up this week for sure, because it's, you know, I was starting to can't like the kids have chores, but like maybe they weren't being done to like what I thought they should be done or they weren't following through, taking out the trash, maybe not putting the trash bag in, right? Like things like that. And it just kind of came to a head because I had the thought that I have to do everything, right? That was the thought that kept popping up, right? I'd come into the kitchen and there'd be crumbs from where somebody made their lunch and be like, well, right? Like my, the thought that I kept having was nobody cares about this house except for me. (laughs) And like, I have to do everything. I have to clean all the things. And just those thoughts alone, like even thinking them now, I'm like, Oh gosh, the pressure and the stress of that, right? Like, it's just not good. Like that's just, those thoughts are not serving me at all. And they're not serving my family right? Because now I'm kind of moody and, you know, there's just all this pressure on them now, like when they do something. And I definitely don't want that, right? As somebody who feels a lot of pressure and deals with that, I don't want to pass that on to my children. Absolutely not. Right. So this idea came up about like asking for what I need, right. And being really specific about it. And so I wanted to talk about that today because I think if you're suffering from burnout, there's a huge chance that you're not asking for what you need. You're not asking for help when you need it. And, um, right. There's, we have this thought all the time that we can do it all. And again, whether it's been planted there by our parents, whether it's been planted by society, right? Like, I feel like there's, there's, a couple of farmers that have planted that seed as like, you know, we can do it all. We have to do it all. Um, no one but us can do it right. That's a lot, right? That's that like perfectionist tendencies too coming out where now not only are we like expecting perfection from ourselves, like now we're, we're putting that on other people and projecting it onto them as well. Never fun. Um, this idea of like proving ourselves, that proving that we can do it all right? And so that's a whole other podcast that we're going to talk about, like proving, you know, proving things to ourselves and who are we proving to. So stay tuned for that. But I think what we really need to do is accept that you're a human being, right? You've with 24 hours in a day and you can absolutely spend them cleaning the house, right? You can absolutely spend them griping and complaining, right? Or we can start asking for help and letting some other people carry the load. And I was thinking about this in that, you know, humans 
are not solitary beings. We're not meant for solitude, right? And I think this quarantine has kind of shown that, right? That this, we really miss those social interactions. We really miss people. We miss community. And humans are just, we thrive in community. And so the idea of asking for help is about sharing the burden, lightening the load, right? We're sharing the work. We're sharing the, the joy, right? All of those things we, we need to share with other people. And so, um, you know, one of the things I, I remind myself is, and I remind my clients of this too, is that when we're constantly saying yes, okay, yeah, I get, yeah, I'll do it. Yes. I'll, you know, yes, I'll sign up for president of the PTA. Yes. I will teach that class. Yes. I'll take on, you know, another project, whatever it is that we're, we keep saying yes to that really what we're doing is we're taking away an experience from someone else, like a learning experience from someone else, right? So when you're saying yes to the PTA, because you're like, oh, no one else is going to do it. One, you don't know that for sure. And let's say you do know that, that no one else is going to volunteer. That's okay. Like how, how can you let that go and let that not be your problem? Okay. But also you're not letting somebody else step up and grow into something and grow into an experience, right? So it's like, if you're the one who keeps saying yes to the PTA, maybe there's somebody who really wants to, but thinks like, oh, well, she's always going to do like, yeah, she always runs or yeah, she's going to take care of it. They don't need me. Right. So you're taking that away. Same thing. If you're the one saying yes to projects and, you know, taking things on at work, where can that be a learning experience for somebody else, right? On your team or, you know, within the organization, right? So really thinking about that, like as you're saying yes, especially out of obligation, when you want to say no, chances are there's somebody who wants to say yes, because they really want to say yes. Like they want to say yes and not out of some, you know, guilt or obligation. And the other thing is like the thing that I thought about with the chores that I came to was as parents, we're raising adults, right? The goal is to send these children off into the world as decent human beings who know how to take care of themselves, you know, and can help take care of other people. And right, like we're not just raising children that are going to be living with us forever, Although I saw some statistic this week that like, I think it's like 50, 52% of young people are living with their parents and it's like the highest since the great depression or something. But eventually these children are going to leave the home (laughs) and they're going to have to know how to like load and unload the dishwasher and, you know, figure out how to do their laundry and all these things. Right. So that's kind of what I was thinking about. Like, as I was, you know, grumbling that I only, I can do this. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I didn't learn how to do this in a day. Like I didn't, I wasn't born knowing how to, um, clean the kitchen. And my mother can absolutely attest to that. Because <laughs> now when I wipe down the counters, I totally hear her in my voice and like, you know, her chastising me for not wiping down the counters. And I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. Right. So But again, like letting our kids and letting my kids have those moments of like, okay, like, yes, they're going to forget to put the garbage bag back in the bin. Right. And it's like, okay, like I can either blow up about it or be like, dude, what'd you forget? Right. And and like nine times out of 10, they're like, oh yeah, (laughs) without me even saying anything. (laughs) Right. So just giving them that opportunity. 
Um, same thing with your spouse or your partner, right? Like they're your partner. They're not your subordinate for you to manage, right? So it's about coming to a, a place where you're, you're coming, you're both coming together and saying, look, these are the things that need to be done. How can we do them? Not how can I do them? What do you, you know? And I know that there's that, um, we're going to talk about this in another episode too, coming up about the mental load that women carry, right? And there's this idea that we have to like manage the house and we're managing things, but really making your partner a partner in that and asking for what you need, right? Like I need you to, you know, take over meal planning and that's going to mean grocery shopping. It's going to mean, you know, I'm like literally drawing a blank because I cannot stand meal planning. It's like, it makes me so crazy. So I'm like, what the heck goes into meal planning (laughs) other than running around going like, I don't know, what should we have for dinner? Um, but again, right. And your colleagues giving them projects that can help them grow instead of you just taking it on and doing it and, and burning yourself out. Right. So it's like, where can we, where can we kind of hand off these things? And I know, I already know like what, some of you are thinking because I've thought it, which is, it's just easier for me to do it. It's just faster. It's just fill in the blank for me to do it. But I'm going to challenge that because in the long run, it's not right. And you're not doing anyone any favors by you doing all the things and trying to juggle and manage all that stuff on your own, right? You're not doing your kids any favors. You're not doing your partner any favors. You're not doing your colleagues any favors, right? Like all of these things, right? Like you're not helping anyone. It's not easier. It's not better. It's not faster, right? Especially because what you're trading is your time and your mental health, right? Because it's not, if it leads to burnout or if it exacerbates your burnout, doing these things is not easier. It's not better. It's not faster, right? It's worse way worse. And so it's also an opportunity when you ask for what you need and ask for help. That's an opportunity for growth for you as well, right? Because when you're able to kind of let some of that stuff go or ask for what you need and then ask again, because look, sometimes, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit, they don't always get it the first time, right? And so it's about like not throwing up your hands and being like, well, I asked and nobody did it. Right. So it's like these, this is an area for you to grow as well as into like, okay, then I'm just going to ask again. And, you know, and, and letting go of certain things about like, you know, yeah. So the towels aren't folded the way that you like them folded. Okay. Well, you can either show them, right. Or, right. Like just kind of like, let it go. Right. No one's going to, the towel police aren't coming to check and make sure everything's folded the right way. Right? Dishes might need to be rewashed if your kids are bad at washing the dishes. Like, that's definitely a thing around here. We become much more vigilant <laughs> about um, about using dishes. Like, we're we're much more vigilant about like looking at the dish before we use it. Like, not just assuming it must be clean because it's in the cabinet. Because our kids are not so great about washing the dishes yet. Right? They're getting there though. Right? But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, look, you missed a spot, or oh, now you got to come back and wash this again. Right? Like things like that. And like just letting, letting the, um, the process happen, right? Like it's a learning process. We don't always get things the first time. We're not robots that have been programmed. We're going to need 
that repetition. We got to build that muscle memory, right? Yeah, maybe a project at work takes a little bit longer. Maybe a project at home takes a little bit longer, right? But really like giving, that's, that's a huge area of growth for, for folks like us, right? People pleasers, perfectionists, do it all, right? Burnout. We really, it's hard to kind of let that stuff go, but that's where the growth is. And so I want to invite you to kind of, right? Like take a deep breath and be like, okay, start asking for what you need. And I'm going to like, as I was putting together this podcast, I kept thinking of like one of those, like, um, I guess they're called flow charts, but I think of them as like choose your own adventure charts. I don't know if anybody remembers those books or if I'm dating myself and that's fine, but I used to love those in the library and it was sort of these books that, you know, you'd be the one that I totally remember was about this, um, character who was going to visit the Statue of Liberty. And there was a bit of like time travel, Ellis Island, you know, um, component to it, but I absolutely love the Statue of Liberty. And I, um, so I loved this book and it was this whole idea. So like you'd read the book and then there'd come, there'd be something the character needed to do. Like, oh, does the character, um, stay with the class? Cause I think this was like a class trip to Ellis Island. Does the character, you know, do you stay with the class or do you go and explore this other exhibit? Right. And kind of depending on what you chose, it was like, oh, flip to page, you know, 24, if you follow the class flip to page, you know, 42, if you don't or whatever. And so as I was putting together this, um, this podcast, I was thinking about that, about like asking for help in this little kind of flow chart, this choose your own adventure of how that works. Right. And so it's like, okay, like, did you ask for what you need? Or like, do you even like, where does it start? Like, maybe it starts at like, do you know what you need? Right. So it's like, do you know what you need? No, maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I need something that's not this. <laughs> that's, And let me tell you, that's a completely valid answer as well. Right. But really taking the time, like if there's, if you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling, you know, anxious or worried or like, you know, just that kind of spun up feeling, asking yourself, like, what do I need right now? And getting really clear on that. And, you know, you could, there's a couple of ways to get those answers, right? You could get quiet and just ask yourself, what do you need? And then see what comes up, right? And ask what else, what else? Or you could make a list of all of the things that you have to do and then go through that list and circle the things that don't need to be done by you. And I know at first pass, you're going to be like, nope, all the things need to be done by me. But really there's certain things in there, right? So, um, you know, maybe it's like, you know, I'm trying to think what was on my list this weekend, right? But it's like, you know, cleaning the kitchen or sweeping the floors. Those are all things that do not need to be done by me, right? Like, do I think I'm going to do them the best? Absolutely. (laughs) But I'm not the only one who knows how to work a broom, even though sometimes I wonder, but right? Like, so it's like, those are things that can be done by other people. So really getting clear on what do you need, right? Do you need your partner to, um, you know, take care of the kids for a two hour block while you focus on a project? Great. Right. If you're, if you're thinking to yourself, if only I could, whatever, if only I could, you know, hire a housekeeper. If only I could have two hours to myself, if only, 
you know, someone else could do these dishes, right? And then ask for what you need. So if you know what you need, you have to ask for it, right? And then in the flow chart, it's like, did you get it? It's like, yes. Let's say, yes, you got it. Okay, great. Was it done the way you expected or wanted it to be? Hmm. I mean, if it's yes, then be grateful, right? Yay. If it wasn't, ask yourself, like, did you tell the person that it needed to be done a certain way? Did you show them, right? Because I know with my kids, like, I've got to, like, show them how it's done. Sometimes I have to, like, write it out, right? Because, like, everybody's different how they learn, right? So it's like some kids are going to respond to, like, the step-by-step. Other kids are going to be like, I can show them. And it's a whole different thing, right? So if it wasn't done the way that you expected or wanted, really looking at were you clear about it? And then also, does it matter? You know, it's like, okay, let's say it's sweeping of the kitchen. All right. Does it matter that like, there's still little crumbs on the floor? Mm, it does. Like I would like them to be thorough. Okay. Then I can say, Hey, you need to come back in here, right? If there's still, if there's food still on the plates after the dishes have been quote unquote washed, then yes, they need to be redone. Right. Um, but you know, it's like, if I'm trying to think of an example of something that I've, I've been able to let go. Oh, like how the kids clothes are in their drawers is no longer any of my business. It used to be something that I would like do the like file fold and get them all sorted and whatever. And now I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to let that go. And I've let that go because now we've, we've taught the kids to do their own laundry. And so I'm like, great. I'd much rather they do their own laundry. And right. And they, when they put it away, they wash and, and dry and fold. And I, I don't even know if they fold it. Right. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know if they fold it, but they take it and they put it in their rooms and, you know, I've let go of the file folding and I've let go of how, how the clothes are, are put away because ultimately like that's, it, it's fine. They'll figure that out. You know, um, you know, there's been a couple of times where they come down in like wrinkly shirts and I'm like, okay, well, and then I just break out the downy wrinkle releaser. Cause I am not an iron ironing person. And, uh, that's my life hack is the downy wrinkle releaser. It's like a godsend. Um, you know, and I'll show them how to do that. Like, Hey, if you care, if you care that your shirt is wrinkled, because <laughs> sometimes they don't, um, it's like, here, how's, here's how you do that. Right. But that's something that I've let go of is the file folding of the clothes and, and the organizing it. Like I keep mine organized and whatever anybody else does with their clothes is none of my business. Right. So looking at what you can let go of there. Right. Um, let's say you know what you want. You asked for it. Right. And, but when it comes to, did you get it? The answer is no. This is a radical next step. You're going to have to ask again. I know, I know, I know. You're like, but I already asked and they're not doing it. You're going to have to ask again. And you might have to ask again after that, right? It's like, this is the idea again of like asking for what you need and for what you want and having your own back. Having your own back doesn't mean asking for what you need, not getting it. And then being like, oh, I guess I'll just have to do it myself. No, that's not, that's, 
not having your own back. You're having your own back is saying it again. Hey, I really need this. Hey, I asked for this and I didn't get it. And, or you said you were going to do this, but it, you know, wasn't done. Like, how can we, how can we make this happen? You know, and you might have to come at it from a couple of different ways, but just throwing up your hands isn't going to help with burnout, right? It's, it's really about you. Again, I'm going to, I, it's, I'm going to keep saying this. If you have to have your own back and remember that this is, this is for you. Asking for what you need is a huge, huge thing. And like, it's not easy right? Again, we're taught by, you know, from so many different directions and so many different places to, you know, not ask for what we need. Um, definitely not demand it, right? We're taught to just like settle for crumbs, be thankful for what we've got, right? We hear that all the time. And I'm a big component for gratitude. We've, I've got shows coming up about that as well, but you can be grateful for what you have and still want more that's okay, right? You can still desire more while being grateful for what you have. And so asking for what you need, you can absolutely say like, yep, I've got this, you know, partner who does this. I'm grateful that, you know, he cooks once or, you know, they cook once a week, but what you really need is someone who, you know, will take over the meal planning, you know, maybe three or four nights a week. Great. Right. Thankful for what you've got, but, but you can still ask for more. And so this, this is a big stumbling block for a lot of us. And I stumbled on it this weekend, <laughs> speaking from experience, because it really was something where I had to, I had a full on meltdown about it. Right. And I, I, as the words were leaving my mouth, I was like, Oh, that's a thought. Right. And like through the years, I've gotten better at catching my thoughts as they're you know, before they kind of run rampant, but sometimes you don't, right? Sometimes it's like, and as I was saying, like, nobody cares about this house except for me. Nobody, you know, like I saw it and I was like, ah, oh, oh, that's not great. That's not great. That's not helping anybody. And so really getting clear on like, here's what I need. Right. And listen, people get distracted. They have different priorities, right? So like, towels folded in thirds is not going to be a priority for some people. It might be for you. And so, but asking for that, right? Like, and really being able to articulate, Hey, it just makes me happy when I see the, when I open the cupboard and I see the towels folded this way, it makes me feel like I'm at a spa, right? Really explaining like what it is that you want and need and why, right? Like I'm definitely that towel person in case you can't tell. I am somebody who I really like the towels folded in thirds. Like my mom taught it to me and I just really like it. I thought it was so fancy. And so, um, so if you don't get what you want or what you need, asking again and again and again, ask until you get it right. Because the, the alternative is you resenting the person feeling right? Like having all these thoughts about it. And, you know, I guess there does come a time when, if you don't get what you need, right, then there's different other things you can either let go, right. Take, you know, next steps. But, um, I think for right now, just keep asking, 
right? And explain why it's important. And um, really not letting that go because I want to stress that like, we know what ha- what's on the other side of it, right? Like I said, there's, there's burnout, there's resentment, right? If you keep trying to do it all, if you keep pushing and not allowing people to help, right? Not giving people those opportunities to step up for you. I've been there, right? Your body starts to break down. <laughs> I develop like a weird eye twitch when I get, you know, on the, the verge of burnout, right? Super stressed. You're exhausted. You're crabby, right? You're not, you're not your best self. You already, you know that. You know what happens when you don't ask for help. Because like you've been there or you're there right now. And so um, I think too, a lot of what stops us from asking for help is the idea that we're going to be disappointed when we don't get it. They're going to say no. They're just going to say no anyway. I'm not going to get what I need. Right? And I want to challenge you to be, let's see, how do I want to say this? Because yes, there's this idea of like, well, they're just going to say no, or they're not going to do it. I know I've asked before. They're just going to disappoint me. Okay. Right. They're just going to let me down. Here's what I want to say. I don't want you to let you down by just accepting that. Yeah. Like you can be bummed if somebody like, oh, I asked for this and my partner didn't do it. Or, oh, I, I gave, you know, this person at work the project and they totally screwed it up. And so now, of course, you know, but instead of using that to berate yourself, I want you to just have some compassion for yourself and show some kindness to yourself and really you know, you be the one who's supporting you and who's, who's not going to disappoint you. And I don't know if I've articulated that as well as I want to, but that has been a huge shift for me in deciding that I wasn't going to let myself down. I wasn't going to be the one to disappoint myself, right? So if somebody else doesn't live up to an expectation or, you know, whatever, right? Like I was going to, I'm still going to be the advocate for what I need and for what I want. Okay. I think that that feels a little bit better. (laughs) That's what I wanted to say, right? Being the advocate for yourself, being the one who stands up for you and says, nope, this, so there's going to be a party that's like, uh, and wants to back down. And then you have to tap into that, you know, that, that other part of you. That's like, uh, uh, I've got your back. We're asking again, we're going to be clearer. We're going to really, you know, explain why this is important and why we need this. Okay. So I want you to ask this week, I want you to ask for what you need. And if you don't get it, I want you to ask again, (laughs) be specific about your expectations and then practice just letting go. Okay. And if any of this has resonated with you and you're kind of freaking out at the at even the idea of asking for help, then you and I need to be working together. (laughs) So I can help you to start asking for what you need. Okay. So visit lizheron.com and set up a call with me. I'll have you asking for what you want and what you need in no time. Okay, friends, 
this has been such a joy and I will see you all here same time same place next week all right have a good one Thank you.